0: Jesus looks down from the cross upon the very people who had inflicted so much pain, agony, suffering, misery upon him. Those who had scoffed him, made fun of him, challenged him to come down if you be the son of God. Those who had scourged him with the cat and nine tails, ripped his body to shreds. Those who drove the nails in his hands and feet to attach him to that cross. And he looks down. Upon them, and this is what he says, Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. His response to the sinner was forgiveness. What can be found at Calvary? Three things we're going to touch on more than I'm going to touch on this morning, but three I believe the Lord desires to, to be shared. First one is that forgiveness. Man, there ain't nothing like knowing you are forgiven you want peace of mind? You want to lay down and go to bed at night and not be worried about whether or not you're going to wake up in this world or somewhere else? Man, there ain't no peace like forgiveness, not the knowledge of salvation. In Acts 13 and 38, therefore let it be known to you, brethren, that through this man is preached to you the forgiveness of sins. And by him, everyone who believes is justified from all things from which you could not be justified. By the law of Moses. And then again the 26th chapter 17th verse. Lord speaking to Paul says. I will deliver you from the Jewish people. As well as from the Gentiles to whom I now send you. To open their eyes. To turn them from darkness to light. And from the power of Satan to God. That they may receive forgiveness of sins. And an inheritance among those who are sanctified. By faith in me. This same apostle writing to the church at Ephesus says in chapter 1 verse 7. In him, talking about Jesus. We have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Which he made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence. And then to the church at Colossae he writes chapter 1 verse 13. Jesus, he has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of his love, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Now, forgiveness requires guilt. The innocent don't need forgiveness because they've done nothing to be forgiven of. It is the guilty who stand in need of forgiveness. Now, The Spirit of God has laid upon me a a very profound parable I want to share with you uh, as we deal with this. And I was looking out through the congregation. I don't see her now that she's hid by somebody. But uh, I'm going to pick on uh, Dixie Bethune this morning. And this is how this parable goes. I don't know if she can even cook. Can Dixie cook? Good. Thank you. Praise God. I'll remember that. Dixie cooked a chocolate pie. Chocolate cream pie. With all that cool whip on the top, I'm everybody gonna be hungry now. Hurry up, brother Andy. I got to. There she is. Praise God. You chocolate pie cooking outfit, you. She cooked a chocolate pie with that whipped cream on the top and all them sprinkles and stuff, and it just looked delicious. And I walked by it, and it wasn't mine. She cooked it for somebody else. It wasn't mine, but I stole it. It was just a lust of my. F- I had to have it. I just looked at the man, that thing sure is going to be good going down. I ate every bite of it. I completely consumed her chocolate pie. didn't belong to me. It was her pie. I stole the pie. I'm guilty of thieving, of chocolate pie thieving. So I'm standing there, and I'm guilty, right? And then she comes along and can't find her pie, and she's like, hey, what's my pie? The only problem is this is that, man, I got chocolate pie all over my face. And I'm the only one in the room that's got it. Dennis ain't got it. Dan ain't got it. Greg ain't got it. Greg ain't got it. Brother Glenn ain't got it. Richie ain't got it. Everybody looked at Richie, but he didn't have it. <laughs> By this time, my blood sugar's like 500 if of chocolate pie. <laughs> I'm on my way to the hospital. Anyhow, just to get this parable going here, I got chocolate pie all over my face, and Dixie looks at everybody, and then she looks at me like, <clears throat> Brother Andy, what happened to my pie? I'm busted. Anybody ever been busted? Anybody, Mama ever bust you? And come at you with a hickory or belt or something? Anyway, I'm busted. And so the only thing I can do, I can't give her the pie back. I donated it. But I can ask for forgiveness. And Dixie, because she's an outstanding Christian person, not willing that I should suffer, forgives me. Praise God. It's a wonderful thing to be forgiven. She don't drag me. She don't call Jason Espin and say, hey, come over here with a camera, take a picture of Brother Andy he stole my pie. I want it in the paper because I want everybody to know that Brother Andy stole my pie. No, she didn't do that. She said, Andy, I forgive you for stealing my pie. So I stand before her forgiven. Hallelujah. Uh, knowing that there are not going to be any negative ramification or consequences to my action. Because when you're forgiven, you're forgiven. That means you don't take a whooping. Praise God. There ain't nothing I forget, especially when you're dreading that whooping. Put the gun down, Dixie. You you know. I'm forgiven. She's not going to shoot me. She ain't going to have me arrested. She ain't going to call up Brother Kevin or, you know, hey, I want him locked up. I have forgiven him. Jesus forgave those who offended him. Jesus forgave those who did him wrong. And in our little parable here, Sister Dixie has forgiven old Brother Andy for stealing her pie. But see, the problem is this. I'm still standing there with chocolate pie all over my face. So people come up to me and say, Hey, brother, and Dixie told me somebody got her pie. And what they don't say is, It looks like you. Because you got pie all over your face. But Dixie says, Somebody, she forgave me of that. Oh, well, that's good to hear. But I'm here to tell you that there's more to salvation than forgiveness. Because there's something else that can be found at Calvary. Zechariah chapter 13 and verse number 1 in the Old Testament. In that day a fountain shall be opened for the house of David and for the inhabitants of Jerusalem for sin and for uncleanness. We're going somewhere. Hanging there with me. John chapter 19 verse number 33. But When they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs, but one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear and immediately blood and water came out. That's that fountain that Zechariah was talking about. And he who has seen has testified, and his testimony is true, and he knows that he is telling the truth so that you may believe. Then we go on to 1 John chapter 1 and verse number 7. For, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ his Son, listen, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful in justice and to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Dixie has forgiven me, but she hasn't stopped there. She goes and gets a a washcloth and wets it and comes back to where I am and she washes all that chocolate pie off my face. And it's gone. Cleansing removes, listen, the evidence of guilt. <laughs> Woo! See, people that walk by me now, don't look, look at me and say, you see that pie on his face? You know how it got there? That hide stole Dixie's pie and ate all of it. Now he's standing there he got pie all over his face. See, that's not going to happen now because the one to whom I've done the wrong not only has forgiven me, but they have gone and cleansed my face and removed all of the evidence of my guilt. Praise God. That can be obtained at Calvary. He not only provided a means of forgiveness for us, but he has also provided the means for cleansing For it is the shed blood, this fountain that Zechariah talked about, when they pierced his side with the spear and the blood and water came out. It is that blood that cleanses us from all sin. I have not only been forgiven, my sins have been washed away. That's called justification, folks. You can do me wrong, you can run over my dog and I'll forgive you. But I'll never forget it. But when we come to Jesus, not only does he forgive us of our sins, but he justifies us. He removes all evidence of our guilt. Boy, if there's something I could grab folks by the, both ears and shake their head as hard as I could to get into their brain. I deal with folks and have for many years, yeah, in pastoral ministry. Lord's forgive me, but I'm t- you're still kicking yourself You're giving yourself a whipping for what you did, for your wrongdoing, for your sin and unrighteousness, and you're still whipping yourself. And I've been shouting ever since I heard Brett Cooper say this the first time many years ago. Will you please quit whipping yourself? Jesus Christ took your whipping 2,000 years ago. Not only has he forgiven us, he has cleansed us. He has removed all evidence of our guilt. Why did he do that? Why couldn't he just make an example of us so that we might live in peace? I knew the Lord wanted me to ask Greg Tomlin pray. Brother Bobby's out this morning. We're gonna pray for him. But I knew the Lord put Greg Tomlin on my heart. He said, "You asked your brother Greg Tomlin to pray for you preach this morning." He didn't know what I was gonna preach on, but man, he ever more pray a prayer that goes right along with this message. Glory to God. The Lord touched him. There are people today, you look at Greg, and I'm not saying this, you know, in any way, I give all, and Brother Greg will too, he's giving his testimony behind this pulpit on the platform. But you get around Greg Thomas, you'd never know what his past held. You'd never know where he was when he prayed and really got a hold of God and Jesus saved him. He wasn't in church. He was somewhere else. And he's got a burden for folks who are in that same condition. You'd never know it. You know why? Because Jesus not only forgave him of his sins, he cleansed him from his sins. Amen. What is it today? Well, he's on church council. Been a leader in this church for a long time. Been leading his home for a long time. Fell in love with old Sandra. I remember that. I I mean, my memory's bad, but I, I remember that. I remember seeing him. Boy, Greg had it bad. He's still got it bad. <laughs> he's got it bad in a good way. He married a good woman. You know, and I'm not puffing him up. I'm just, I'm just telling you what Jesus can do. Amen. He can take a man and give him an instant family. And if you ask those children today, they'll tell you. Amen. What Greg Tomlin meant to them, the blessing he's been to them all these years. Now he got kids and he got grandkids. And he has a great testimony. And he's been serving God for years. Amen. I mean, it's not just a couple of weeks. It's committed faithfully for years because the Lord forgave him as we all stand in need of forgiveness. We not only forgave him, he cleansed him. He justified him. And he made him into somebody. If you didn't know his story, you'd never know it. You know why? Because there is no, I that's felt the Holy Ghost. Listen, there is no evidence of his guilt remaining on him. As it is the case for all of the children of God. Not only does he forget. Somebody needs to hear what I'm saying this morning. Because the enemy has took your past and beat you over the head with it. And I want to stand here today and declare that that time is over. Amen. That from now on you ain't going to let the enemy beat you over the head. Even though he may be telling the truth about something you did in your past but you have been forgiven, you have been cleansed, you are a new creature in Christ Jesus. All things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new, and you live with the expectation of the coming of the Lord with assurance of salvation in your heart, knowing that if that resurrection trumpet blows today, I'm gone. I have inherited an eternal kingdom, not based on my good works, but based on the sacrifice of Jesus on that cross. What can be found at Calvary? Forgiveness can be found. Cleansing can be found. Justification can be found. The new birth can be found. A new life can be found at Calvary. Then finally, and there's more than this, I'm just going to stop with this one today. Isaiah 53 and 5. But he, talking about Jesus, was wounded for our transgressions. He took our punishment. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. Listen, and by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. When Jesus hung on that cross, he carried the entire burden of the sin of mankind on his shoulders. 1 Peter 2 and 24. Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes, listen, Isaiah says we are healed. Peter says, by whose stripes you were healed. Past tense. For you were like sheep going astray, but have now returned <coughs> to the shepherd and overseer, bishop of your souls. Then in Matthew chapter 8, verse number 16. When evening had come, they brought to him, brought to Jesus, many who were demon-possessed. And he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick. That it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, He himself took our infirmities, our weaknesses, and bore our sickness. Is there anybody in this, and I'm going to take a poll right here, and it's, it's going to be one where you're going to have to, you know, a public confession. Is there anybody in this house, Marvin Hunter, that Jesus has touched and given healing on their body? Stand up. I want more than a hand. I you stand up. I, so look at this. The Lord has healed my body. The Lord, look at this. The majority of people in this house, the Lord has healed my body. He has touched me when I was sick. He has touched me when I was broken. He has touched me when I needed help, and he has healed my body. This Jesus who died for me on that cross has not only forgiven me of my sins, has cleansed me and washed me and made me whole And when I needed him the most. When I needed that healing touch, praise God, he touched me and he healed my body. I'm here to tell you that same Jesus is in the house this morning, amen. If you ain't standing up, join with them right now. Stand up with them. We're going to come to this altar and pray. There are people under the sound of my voice, you need to receive the forgiveness that is obtained at Calvary through faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. Not only do you need to be forgiven, but you got chocolate pie all over your face, and I'm here to tell you this same Jesus who will forgive you of your sin will clean you up and remove every evidence of it. There may be somebody else in this house, you you drug it into church this morning you're hurting you stand in need of a healing I have good news for you that healing has been provided for us in the atonement this same Jesus who died and shed his blood to save us from our sins has also provided healing for us when he bore on his back that catanine tails when they tore his body to shreds he did that so that we might be healed so whatever your issue is whatever you stand in need of this morning I have good news for you There is an altar. Brother Andy, I can't go to Calvary. I don't have the money for a plane ticket to fly to Jerusalem Israel and get out and get a taxi and tell that guy, hey, take me to wherever Jesus was crucified. That's not what you have to do. All you have to do is come to an altar of prayer and call on his name. And wherever that is, that is Calvary. Wherever you call on the name of Jesus, that is Calvary. When you bend your knee, you bend at the foot of the cross. When you lift your hands toward heaven, you you do so with every faith and expectation that the Lord is going to hear you and is going to be faithful to the promise of His Word. I want to invite you right now, whoever you are, as many as may be in this house. Say, brother Andy, I want to call on the name of the Lord. I want to receive, lay hold of what Jesus provided for me at Calvary. Want you step out right now? Come on, there's people all over this house. You need.